0: Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Dapper Dividends number 23. I am your host, Russ, and we are having some heavy thunderstorms pass through the Chicagoland, the greater Chicagoland area tonight. So what's going on with my podcast here? We are up to 564 plays. I have an estimated audience of 23. Thank you to all you bright, shiny 23 people out there. 23 and me, if you're not familiar, is the dna testing course so right now it's just 23 and me what's up thank you for checking in with me and i have a wallet of five dollars and 68 cents the way it works is I'm using Anchor, and basically every time somebody plays my podcast, whether it's for the entire episode or for just a moment, I get a penny because you get to hear my Anchor ad, so I love it. That's cool. That's all right. And another hack, is I mentioned last time, is I hope you're listening to me on at least one and a quarter speed, preferably one and a half. I try and talk quick so you can get through these episodes a heck if a lot quicker. So what have I done in my taxable uh, to recap the week, I bought a NEO put, a N-I, ticker symbol NIO. I bought a July 10th $6 put, and I paid $15 for that. And if you're not aware, a put is when you control 100 shares. You're buying a contract to control 100 shares, and a put is when it goes down. A call is when it goes up. So if you buy a put and the price moves down, your money moves up. And if it goes up, your money moves down. So if you don't know what that is by now look up puts and calls on YouTube or on Google or anywhere and uh check that out. So, I bought that for $15 on Monday and then I sold it $2 two days later for $25 so I made a profit of 10 bucks because I didn't like the way NEO was going it's been hanging around $7 it's been stubborn. I think it's way oversold. Uh I'm sorry. I said oversold, didn't I? I think it's way overbought. I know for a fact it's overbought, but people keep buying it. So whatever. I took my profit, got in, got out real quick, made some money, and then I rolled that right into another AT&T call that expires on July 10th. It is a $31 call. I now have two of those, and I've averaged down to $52.00. And that's just all wonderful and fine and dandy because the market has collapsed today, and my calls are in the tank. They're garbage. They're I can't sell. You know this is why I'm not a good trader. This is why I stink at trading because I set these soft stops and I just cannot get out of them. I say, you know what? I'm going to take a three-to-one ratio, and I set my stop. I don't. I don't set a hard stop, which is setting. The limit, the stop limit. I do it in my mind, and it gets close, and it passes it, and I say, you know what? It'll bounce up, and then it goes more. now nah, it'll bounce, and it. I, I'm terrible. I'm terrible at trading, and if anything, I'm probably gonna lose. Uh, I bought. I have two and calls at 52 bucks USD, and I have a Simon Property Group 100 dollar. July 17th call that I bought for $67. So I'm probably going to lose everything because if they are not above that price, those prices on the expiration dates, you lose the entire contract if you're still holding it. It's like a hot potato. So I suck at trading. I can't, I'm too emotional. I keep thinking I don't like to lose my money. So this uh, this has been a, a stark reminder of why i'm not a good trader and it's funny fact funny thought here how many billionaire traders do you know i don't i don't know of any i see some on youtube like tim sykes you know the guy that took whatever twelve thousand and turned it into a cool couple million or something but uh, they're few and far between and they're selling courses uh i do know warren buffett i know warren buffett peter lynch Charlie Munger. I know all those beautiful, wonderful investors who have gotten rich slow and I get, you know, I'm human. I'm only human. And I see people get rich. I see people say like, look at, I made 300% on this call in a week and I chase it. I get, you know, it gets jealous of, but I'm going to stick with my boring old dividends because that's what I do best. That's what suits me best. And when I get away from it, uh, I have to look at this like gambling. I don't go to casinos. So, you know what? This is just this is money that's a reminder that why I don't do well trading. So, it is what it is. And what else did I buy? Oh, yes, in the taxable, I bought some Starbucks at $72.57. I bought that today, and I also bought some ticker symbol O Realty Income at $60.70. And I also bought some more Pepsi, ticker symbol PEP. I am really liking Pepsi. I heard my guy, Dividend Growth, European Dividend Growth Investor on Twitter, uh, who has a new podcast out. Uh, Check him out. Look him up on Twitter uh, at European DGI, I believe. Apologies if that's not it anyways uh he has some qualms about pepsi and i love hearing stuff like that because i'm in love and i'm enthralled with pepsi i think that they are being disruptive with their uh cutting out the middleman and direct to consumer selling with their snacks.com and their pantry shop.com selling right to the consumer i love that i think that's completely unique and disruptive i love their business model i love the company so i'm really intrigued when i hear somebody kind of uh not naysaying, but just saying that they have uh, qualms and concerns with uh, with a company. All right, we're going to get through this quick. So in the IRA, my self-directed IRA, I covered this in the last podcast. I bought some ticker symbol ADM, Archer's Daniel Midland, one of my favorite companies, and I covered all about why. I think it was called All About ADM. I had bought five at $40.25. And then today, uh, the Federal Reserve Uh, put some limitations on bank stocks uh, uh, limiting their dividends and limiting the amount of stock that they can buy back so i said i think it's protecting them from themselves and the federal reserve will be there to bail them out anyway so i don't know what difference it makes they always bail them out uh, completely removes their moral hazard i don't like it but i can't control it and there's that old saying the old adage that says you can't fight the fed so you know what I'm not gonna fight the Fed and I bought some more JP Morgan I bought three shares at $94.30 and of course as soon as I did they dropped even further along with the market so that's cool I don't think they're going anywhere and uh, if they dip into the 80s I will buy even more I bought two shares of McDonald's I love McDonald's I noticed that they are remodeling all of their stores which I looked up that McDonald's had paid 55 percent I believe uh the franchisees were on the hook for the other 45 but that was going to be dropping in the future to i think 45 percent mcdonald's would be on the hook for but i like the direction they're going they're a technology company they are one of the largest real estate companies in the world and i also know that they feed about one percent of the world's population every day that's a company i do not eat at i don't eat fast food i don't like the way it makes me feel but hey you know what millions and millions of people do so i will instead spend my money on shares of mcdonald's and participate that way so i also bought uh this is going to lead into something i want to talk about i bought some albertson's they ipo'd today uh, ticker symbol aci i I bought five shares at sixteen dollars and 27 cents now albertson's this was a little bit of an impulse buy i have to admit and i'll tell you why so basically albertson's bought a grocery chain that is here in the chicagoland area called jewel osco and i have fond memories of jewel osco when i would go shopping with my grandparents so my father left when i was before I was a year old. I was small. I have very little recollection of him. I had a few brief interactions when I was six, seven-ish, something like that. But for the better part of my young life, until my mother remarried, we lived with my grandparents. And I would go with them every week to Jewel, Jewel Osco Shopping, My grandfather would drive my grandma because she did not drive. She never drove in her whole life. She lived into her 90s, and she never drove a car, ever. So my grandpa would drive the three of us. I would go with them. They would always buy me a toy. Uh, I would walk with my grandpa through the liquor section, the liquor and tobacco of the drugstore. He would buy uh, his beer and put it in the car. And then he would sit at the front of the store on the bench and people watch. Well, and I know he was a ladies' man, so he, that that as I got older, took it to mean watching all the women walk around, which is perfectly fine and normal, while my grandma did the shopping. And, yeah, I remember he, would, he used to smoke. He was born in 1914, so he was one of the generation, one of the World War II generation that everybody smoked i mean you had doctors on on tv telling you to they smoke for their health and to feel invigorated check out some of those old commercials on youtube if you haven't so anyway he would pick up uh he would pick up the bags of the pipe tobacco because he loved pipe tobacco and he would smell it and he would always say you know boy i could start smoking like that and he'd snap his fingers and put it back so uh anyways uh the short of it <clears throat> i have fond memories of jewel osco which is owned by albertson's so sentimentally i wanted to be a owner of jewel osco which i don't really shop at that much i like to save money <clears throat> there is a store in the area here called aldi that we shop at because i like saving money and if you aren't trying to save money i think you're doing it wrong Unless you have enough money coming in, like Warren Buffett, where you have—I think he's making eight grand a minute on his dividends. So unless you have Warren Buffett money coming in so fast, where you can't you can't spend it as fast as it's coming in. Um, I like saving money. Something I do. Something that's again back to my grandparents. Something that's ingrained in me. They're always we're trying to save money. So Albertsons, ticker symbol ACI, closed today at $15.51. I did buy that at $16.27. Only five shares. Uh, like I said, it was, you know, $80, $80 American, $80. Bucks. Uh, they tried to IPO in 2015 and they withdrew it. Go <clears throat> going on my throat here. Sorry. Dry air. Dry air and it's raining out. Go figure. It's a bizarro world. So... Uh, they IPO'd in 2015. They withdrew that, so they did not IPO. Uh, they Today, they immediately fell. Uh, then they rose about 2.5%. They were seeking an 18 to $20 starting position, but it came out at 16 And that's on 50 million shares that they are selling. They also own stores here, uh, Vons, Safeway, Jewel, as I mentioned, and Acme. So, you know, back to Jewel, they were founded in 1899, and I think out of the roster of Albertsons, five of their stores were founded before, or they're, I'm sorry, not before 1900, but five of their chains that are in their portfolio in their family are uh, over 100 years old. The one thing I don't like about ACI is that they have a lot of debt, and they're controlled, they're heavily controlled by sponsors, uh they're basically um they're controlled primarily by the private equity fund private equity fund cerebris there's two reits that are traded uh, kimco and claf those are two separate entities the lubert adler management is a real estate fund and schottenstein stores corporation they're a developer of shopping centers now those all have a controlling majority stake in Albertsons um I got a few notes written down here so the first store was opened in Boise Idaho in 1939 where that is still the headquarters and again going back to that 2015 they were preparing to merge with Safeway and then it just fell through they withdrew it they currently have about 2252 stores in 34 united states and in the shares in the metropolitan 121 metropolitan areas they have a 68 percent market share so that's uh, that's good for second so they are big they are a profitable company so it's kind of unique to see such an old and big company ipo so i lied to you they actually have seven stores that are around 100 years old they are direct competitors of Kroger and Walmart. Um, if you've ever been to an Albertsons, it's it's more of just shopping and drugstore. There's not really a big clothes area from what I remember. It's mostly a grocery store and, and pharmacy. And uh, yeah, they actually in 2018, they were also going to merge. They were rumored to merge with Rite Aid, ticker symbol R-A-D. It was going to be valued at 24 billion and that fell through as well so there's another merger that fell through their sales last year rose to 62 and a half billion up from 60.5 billion uh that's good for an earnings per share of 80 percent 80 percent look at me that's good for an earnings per share of 80 cents and that is way up from last year which was 23 cents per share so obviously a lot of this is attributed to the pandemic. So this stat shows that their sales are indeed up 30% the first fiscal 12 weeks of 2020. And again, they, they have a lot of debt. As I looked into this, uh, read a few articles, there's a lot of debt that they have. Uh, $8.2 billion of outstanding debt and $667 million of lease obligations. Uh, their interest costs, though, interestingly, are down. In fiscal year 2019, they are $698 million, and that is down from $830.8 million in fiscal year 2018. So that's kind of good to see. And again, this is what I'm talking about with the controlling sponsors. So Cerebrus Controls, 31.9%. Kimco's at 8%. And then the remaining 11.7% goes to Claff Realty, uh, Lubert Adler, and Schottenstein. They each have 11.7%. So the sponsors will own 73% if the bank underwriters exercise their option to purchase in full. And to wrap this all up, I want to read you what concerns me from their prospectus so this is directly from their prospectus they said our sponsors control us and will continue to be able to control the election of our directors determine our corporate and management policies and determine without the consent of our other stockholders the outcome of any corporate transaction other or other matters submitted to our stockholders for approval including potential mergers or acquisitions, asset sales, and other significant corporate transactions. As a result, our stockholders will not have the same protections afforded to stockholders of companies that are subject to such requirements. After I read that, <clears throat> yeah, I'm out. So <laughs> so this is the crux of it. Uh, my sentimentality, some sentimentality, I think we can say, was... Uh, filled and i'm over owning jewel now uh, i'm nervous about this company i'm not a big fan i think a lot of people are using this ipo to cash in and i think that these sponsors have way too much control over the direction of the company and i don't like it so hey i'm only in with five shares it's not it's negligible at best it, it might as well be an option but as far as this investor is concerned, oh, I didn't, I didn't say, they are starting a two and a half percent dividend yield as well. So that's kind of cool, and that's that's the reason I did end up buying it because they are paying a dividend, and I wanted that ownership of Jewel. But you know what? Hey. I'm going to get out as soon as I get a chance. Hopefully this thing doesn't tank too bad, but as soon as I can get out with a profit, maybe I'm looking for a five to 10% profit. I'm out. I'm going to take my money and just consider that a fun memory. The one time I was an owner of Albertsons, which owns Jewel Osco. So there you go. Now you got a little bit, you're all satiated and situated and you know what's going on with Albertsons or at least you, you did before you more than you started listening to this. So I'm not going to take a break in this one cause it's late. Um, I'm going to watch Terminator three with my girls. So we watched Terminator two last week and they liked it. They wanted to watch the first one, but I thought it was kind of boring and it moves slow. Uh, we're gonna go terminator 3 that's the one with the christiania loki and i haven't even looked that up i just remember that name she is the female terminator so uh i'm gonna do this one quick and short shortish 20 minutes i, I just yammer on it just keeps going and the song of the show this is exactly how crazy and diverse if, I hear, if my brain hears something and it's good, I'll play it. I love it. I'll listen to it. I don't care what genre, who sings it, what they look like, what their sexuality is. I do not care. I love music. So this is a favorite of mine. This is by a freestyle group. Now, now I love freestyle. We're talking about language when I hear freestyle. Growing up in the Chicago area, there was a lot of Latin and a lot of Italian people that I grew up around, which... If you don't know, freestyle is big in the Latin communities. So I grew up seeing Latin, or hearing uh, freestyle. Uh, I remember back in the day, the Italian girls, they would wear these white satin jackets with the Italian flag colors on the cuffs and on the neck collar. They would have their big, boofy hairdos and the Jordache jeans, acid wash. And I just remember that, thinking it was cool. And on the back of the jacket would be the family name, And then a picture of Italy or Sicily or whatever region their heritage was from in Italy. So I remember that. They used to listen to Freestyle. So I love Freestyle. And the song is Point of No Return by Expose. That's right. I can go from Ozzy Osbourne to Expose just like that. So I have that all on a nice, neat, and tidy playlist called Dapper Dividends Playlist on YouTube. Just search for that you'll find it. So... What else? That's it. Follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. They're posting stuff, interacting with all y'all. Let me know what you think. Please give me some criticisms. Let me know if you like it, what you don't like. Uh, Like my guys from Ireland and the Netherlands, uh, engineering my wealth. God, I'm so sorry if that's not right, but I'm trying to get through this. Engineering my wealth. He's a bloke from Dublin, Ireland and the European DGI from the Netherlands. I do believe, gentlemen, if that is incorrect, please correct me, and I'm sorry if anybody's still listening. All right, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, What do I say? You know what I like to say. I like to say everyone you meet has something to teach you. I'm going to Milwaukee this weekend, and I will talk to you on Tuesday.